Hey, what's going on? It's Battle. Welcome into the Battleground Podcast real quick. Hey, uh, if you can, can you go follow us on Instagram? Because we need some more followers. So uh, just search Battleground Pod on Instagram, tap that follow button, and uh, become our friend. All right? And uh, also, if you enjoy this interview with Tony Khan, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast because every week we'll be dropping some episodes. And uh, leave us a nice little comment or review. It takes you all of, a, I don't know, like a minute, minute and a half or so. Uh, so if you could do that, that would be awesome. And we also have a podcast channel, too. So just search Battleground Podcast, hit that subscribe button, and uh, check out some of our past interviews. You can watch those there. Uh, but it is a big week for AEW this week. Of course, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, Take a Park, uh, taking part at Cedar Park, Texas at the HEB Center, which, again, you can still grab tickets to those shows, AEWTix.com and Ticketmaster.com. And then this Saturday, we just kind of uh, pedal on over to College Park Center at the University of Texas, Arlington. And uh, we've got Ring of Honor Final Battle, and that's going to be a big one. Chris Jericho versus Claudio. That's going to be a hell of a show. And then we're going to just stay in Texas, all right? Because next week, we've got Winter is Coming uh, in Garland, Texas. So it's going to be uh, a fun time in Texas for AEW. But without further ado, let's get into the theme song you love to sing. And as well as the man of the hour, Tony Khan, sits down with us to talk all things AEW. And we also talk about the uh, Titans and Jaguars game this Sunday as well. Live from the Parts Unknown Studios, you've entered the battleground. Battleground! The battleground! Battleground! The battleground! Welcome to the Battleground Podcast, your place for all things pro wrestling. Battleground! What's up, you guys? Welcome into iHeartRadio's official wrestling podcast, The Battleground Podcast. Man, it is one hell of a week. I mean, you got so many things going on. You got AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. You got Rampage on Friday. You got the Ring of Honor pay-per-view on Saturday. You've got the Titans and the Jaguars game on Sunday. I don't know if this guy ever sleeps, Eli. I don't I don't even want to look at his calendar. I don't want to I, mean, I don't I mean, even I don't think he ever has a day off. But uh joining us on the show today, our special guest, Tony Khan joined us via the phone. Woo-hoo, My woo-hoo, man. Woo-hoo. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Eli. Thank you guys for having me on. It's glad to have you back on. I mean, you got a busy week, and uh, of course, we'll we'll kind of break down. We'll talk about the Titans Jaguar games that's coming up this Sunday in Nashville. But, I mean, you got a busy week. I'm just kind of looking here at AEW Dynamite, which is uh, in Cedar Park, Texas, this Wednesday. I'm just looking at the card. We're get, we're finally getting it. The acclaimed. We're getting FTR for the tag team titles uh, Wednesday night. You've got Samoa Joe and Darby Allen going at it. I mean, we're going to hear from MJF. We're going to get Jade Cargill and the baddies going at it. Jamie Hayter's finally going to talk. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll see. I mean, Talk about this card on Wednesday night. Well, there's so many exciting things to see Wednesday night on TBS on AEW Dynamite. Some of the biggest wrestling matches we could possibly put on the show. We got some of our biggest names in major conflicts with each other. And it's a great time to check out AEW this Wednesday night, tomorrow night on TBS. And I really think tomorrow night's show is just going to be stacked from top to bottom there's a lot of big rivalries that are heating up and it's a great time to be a wrestling fan we've been waiting to see these matches ftr versus the acclaimed two of the top teams in the world two very popular teams 
and they're ready to lock up and find out who's going to be the AEW World Tag Team Champions tomorrow night on TBS. I think that's going to be a great, great match. And it's going to be insane. Me and Eli were talking about that because we were like, when it comes to tag teams, you got to think we've, we, we've got to get FTR and the acclaim together. And somehow uh, it happened. The pen to paper happened last week and we get it this Wednesday night. Well, we've got these two great teams and between the two teams, they hold four different world tag team championships. That's how decorated they are. And the fans have been calling for it. And the time is tomorrow night on TBS. Everybody around the world is going to be able to see the acclaimed versus FTR for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. It's part of a stacked card on TBS tomorrow night. The lineup is just loaded. 7 o'clock Central Time there in Nashville. 8 o'clock Eastern. It's on all over the country, just like your show, Tim. Mm -hmm. And real excited for the fans to check this one out. That Tag Team Championship match is a huge match. But it's only one of a handful of huge matches on this big night of wrestling TV. Uh, Tony, I wanted to ask you specifically about the acclaimed. Do you think um, do you think them aligning with Billy Gunn was really kind of like that was the 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 you know silver bullet for them? You know, they kind of they're almost perceived not really as a comedy act, but almost as just a I don't know when they first kind of got together. I don't know if I would have put them in FTR and they the same sentence, but now saying it, it makes complete sense. Do you, do you think them aligning with Billy Gunn was kind of the turning point for them? Or where do you think that this just really, it all came together for them as a team? Well, acclaimed have only been a tag team for a couple of years. I mean, they've only right. been really a team for a few years now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with a few years under their belt, I think they've done an incredible job because, just over two years ago in Jacksonville, Acclaimed teamed up for the first time ever on AEW Dark. Mm-hmm. And they worked their way up from Dark onto wrestling matches on TV pretty regularly. And they didn't win every single match, but they made a big impression. And I think they have quickly earned a place at the top of tag team wrestling. I completely agree with what you said. I might not have put them at the top of the list at the very beginning, mm-hmm. but I do think... Uh, Really, very quickly, with the guidance of Billy Gunn, he has helped guide them to the top of the sport. Billy's a great mentor for them. He's also very popular. I think their popularity was skyrocketing really quickly. Mm -hmm. And Billy Gunn was clearly the right person at the right time for the acclaimed. And it's all just come together quickly. It was the perfect combination of things. And most of all, it was the hard work of Max Caster and Anthony Bowens to become the AEW world tag team champions. Mm-hmm. And it was organic too. I mean, it almost reminded me <clears throat> of kind of like DX getting over with the suck it and all that. I mean, it, it's been a very organic thing with the crowd and, and the reactions and stuff. Well, it's a great point, Eli. The crowd is really bit into the acclaimed and for a long time, they've gotten big responses. Mm-hmm. One thing I was really excited about, it's been almost a year and a half now and you know, in Daly's place in May of 2021, we had the first AEW pay-per-view full capacity. It was actually the first wrestling pay-per-view to go full capacity with fans That's in right. May 2021. And mm-hmm. it was so much fun. And you could just feel the energy. Everyone was so excited to be back. And it was going to be just like the old days again. We'd never looked back since. And one thing I was really excited about in the Battle Royal on that show was the reaction that Max Caster would get on his entrance. 
And I had a feeling the acclaimed, the crowd was just going to go crazy when Max started rapping. Mm-hmm. And of course, they, you know, that, that reaction was there. And in the time since, you know, they've hit bumps along the way. There have been injuries. At times, Max had to wrestle as a singles wrestler. Then Max got hurt and Anthony had to wrestle as a singles wrestler mm-hmm. at times. But when the team got back together, the fans were really ready to get behind them. And I do agree with you. I think Billy Gunn has been a real positive and a great mentor for the team. It's exciting to, see. to watch. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's been yeah. It, very exciting to watch. Uh, something else that's exciting to watch, of course, uh, we're going to kind of jump a couple days and uh, we're just a, a few short days from ROH final battle live in Arlington, Texas. Uh, how will this show stand out from the previous RO pay, ROH pay-per-views of 2022? Well, the ROH pay-per-views have been excellent for in-ring wrestling. I think so far, you know, we've seen at Supercard of Honor, at Death Before Dishonor, this new iteration of Ring of Honor, you're going to see some of the best wrestlers in the world having some of the best matches in the world on these pay-per-views, trying to build a consistent rhythm of great, great shows. And we're two for two so far. Now at Final Battle, it's the final major wrestling pay-per-view of this year and a lot of the big scores are going to be settled of course it doesn't get any bigger in ring of honor than the world championship match chris jericho versus claudio castagnoli two great world champions and really we're seeing two men on top of their profession two guys with completely different approaches opposite philosophies to pro wrestling but frankly the issue's gotten very personal and not only are their approaches very different, but if Chris Jericho wins this match, Claudio Castagnoli has to join the Jericho Appreciation Society and go back to plying his trade as a sports entertainer. Oh, uh, like he that. has you know, been a tag team with Jake Hager in the past. I've seen Jake Hager has got a second bucket hat with Claudio's <laughs> name on it. And, uh, he loves that, that thing. What's in, it's what's in Claudio's future You know, if he can't beat Jericho this weekend. And for Jericho, this would be eight straight wins in Ring of Honor World Title matches. He's going for that Ocho, and he's had seven wins in championship matches since he defeated Claudio at Grand Slam. And these have been some amazing matches, uh, great wins over a series of former Ring of Honor champions. And this Ring of Jericho run—it's tremendous. And now Chris going for the Ocho on Saturday afternoon—a very special start time for this pay-per-view. It's an afternoon show, which I think is going to be something a lot of fans are really going to enjoy this mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon for Final Battle. And a lot of great wrestling up till then. Tomorrow night, this huge dynamite on TBS and a big Rampage coming up on TNT. Yeah, and if you've been missing Rampage lately, I advise you to check it out. There have been some very big developments uh, mm-hmm. across the last few weeks. So you know, a lot of meat on the bone there for, for uh, wrestling on, on Friday nights. Um, so we'll get back to Jericho in a second, Tony. I had a, a, a question about a match I think has a potential to steal the show. Um, it is the Ring of Honor women's world title match against Mercedes Martinez and Athena. Both of these were incredible free agent signings for AEW, both former world champs all over the world. Um, but lately, you know, Athena's really kind of, showing that dark side that mean side you know actually struck aubrey edwards you you had to take 
you know, punishment out on that. Um, Tony Schiavone, even going back to Rampage, mentioned people don't change. They just show you who they've always been, which I thought was a really good line. Um, what would the women's division look like if Athena was able to win the, the, the gold from Mercedes? And I mean, do you see her defending that all over the world, you know, un under the Ring of Honor banner? Well, potentially, I think whoever wins this match would be in a great position to represent Ring of Honor as a great world champion. And there's a great legacy there. Certainly a lot of great champions in the history of Ring of Honor, over 20 years of competition. And for the women of honor, I think Athena has been anything but honorable in her recent matches. Uh, so I do think it would be a bit of a different tone from the champion than we get from such a professional, great wrestler like Mercedes Martinez. Athena is a great wrestler, too, but she shows it very differently. And really, Athena has frankly been a bully, I think we've seen oh, on yeah. AEW Rampage lately and so you know that's something we'd have to, to to keep an eye on and we've seen athena on rampage is really uh a handful and uh certainly i expect this match is going to get very physical and mercedes is the kind of wrestler that's going to stand up to athena mercedes martinez uh one of the boldest one of the really most experienced competitors in that women's division. And I think that's a great match Mercedes Martinez versus Athena this Saturday for the ring of honor women's world championship at final battle Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be a fun. And that's the great thing is like what you mentioned. It's, it's an early time on Saturday. Uh, of course, you're going to be able to watch it four o'clock Eastern three o'clock here in Nashville time. And I just kind of look at the, the stack card. I mean, of course, Chris Jericho and Claudio, you've got Samoa Joe versus juice Robinson, which is going to be, uh, a, a great match, Mercedes Martinez and Athena. You got Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta. And then you got uh, Swerve in Our Glory and Shane Taylor and JD going at it. It's got a lot really of Really excited there. about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really excited for that. That's going to be cool. Get Great to get uh, Swerve and Our Glory competing together in Ring of Honor. Of course, they've competed separately in Ring of Honor and they had teamed up on the indies, but great uh, to see them back together and teaming up in Ring of Honor now after this amazing run that they've had in AEW is swerving our glory. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, me and uh, Eli, we were sitting here talking about it the other night, and we we kind of marked out and popped when Shane Taylor showed up on TV. And I was like, oh, it's Shane Taylor. And then mm -hmm. we get that match on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, Shane very cool. Very cool. I know, I know you guys were excited to see Shane Taylor. A lot of fans were. And there are fans who have never seen Shane Taylor before, and that's okay. You know, you get introduced to new faces all the time. Uh, when I was a young wrestling fan, that was one of the things I really liked about WCW Nitro. I think it would be very ironic that the same promoter now would tell you you don't want to see these faces or introduce new right. people that we've never seen before on TV because they're actually the ones that did that. You know, all right. kinds of new faces I'd read in the magazines, people I'd I'd never seen before, and they would just walk out and wrestle on Nitro like like it was perfectly <laughs> natural, and I thought yep. it was the coolest thing. So uh, it's, you know, I guess that's not acceptable anymore, even though it's much, much, much easier to access information <laughs> on the Internet than it was in 1996. That, that, <laughs> that is very true. That is very yeah. true. And there's a willingness to work with other companies now and all that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, and and that's been there, too. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, certainly you saw wrestlers coming in from all kinds of promotions in the 90s on Nitro. So mm -hmm. wrestlers coming to TBS and TNT from other promotions is nothing new. People uh -huh. complaining about it ad nauseum on the internet is certainly new. But <laughs> I do right. think, uh, I, but, it, it, but at the end of the day, you want to listen to what the fans are saying. 
But I think overall, there's been a really positive reception to a lot of the international wrestlers coming into AEW. And that's why this year uh, we saw one of the best events we've ever done, one of the most positively received events we've ever done, and one of the most commercially successful business events we've ever done was Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. opening our doors to guests from New Japan Pro Wrestling, some of those great fights and great matches. And now we built a great franchise there. And we've also had a lot of success this year with the Ring of Honor pay-per-views. One thing I've tried to do, I think we only have three hours of AEW TV a week. So I've tried to limit the Ring of Honor focus on Dynamite to mostly the Ring of Jericho and Chris Jericho, the Ring of Honor world champion. We've seen a lot of the other Ring of Honor titles more so recently on Rampage and at times even on Elevation and now going into Final Battle. I think that's a good thing. I saw somebody saying they thought there was too much Ring of Honor on uh, Dynamite, and I thought that was amusing because there's all been almost no Ring of Honor on Dynamite in right. recent weeks other than Chris Jericho, and frankly, Chris exactly. Jericho should be on any wrestling yeah. show in the world he wants to be on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, on Rampage, though, we have had a variety of them and introduced new wrestlers, and I think that's going to be good for our business because these pay-per-view shows that Ring of Honor has done have been really successful for us. We've made good money, and the grosses of those shows, frankly, have been in line with what I paid for the entire business. <laughs> right. so, yeah. I would I would say it's been very successful relaunch. Yeah. And uh and now I, I think we'll have potentially some of our best pay-per-view numbers yet with final battle, especially with such a big headline world championship match like Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castagnoli in a high stakes Ring of Honor world title match. And that is going to cap off what is going to be a huge week of wrestling for us here at AEW. We've got so much on tap for tomorrow night on Dynamite. So much on tap for Friday. Great fights, championship matches. And one person who's going to be wrestling both on that final battle show and on AEW Dynamite is the self-proclaimed one true king of television, <laughs> Samoa Joe, one of the most decorated wrestlers on the planet right now. And I believe he is the first person to ever hold AEW gold and ring of honor gold at the same time. Wow. And now two people are in line to have a chance to do it also tomorrow night with Dax Harwood and cash Wheeler. They could become the next people to hold AEW and ring of honor gold at the same time. But Samoa Joe with a real history making milestone, the King of television both the Ring of Honor World Television Champion and AEW's TNT Champion. And he's going to defend both titles separately this week in huge matches. It'll be interesting to see if Samoa Joe is coming out with one belt or two belts or no belts next week after this. And it all starts tomorrow night. One of the biggest matches you're going to see on wrestling television, completely free if you have cable or uh, can find a friend with cable. It is Samoa Joe defending the TNT champion against the longest reigning TNT champion of all time, Darby Allen, who has been on a real hot streak. He's put together a bunch of wins. We've seen him get the pin at full gear in that big tag match. And then the last two weeks on Rampage, he's picked up big singles wins. He's earned a title shot. And I'm really excited to see Darby Allen challenging Samoa Joe for the TNT title tomorrow night on Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. That is a must-see pro wrestling match, if there ever was one. For sure. I mean, we, when we saw the graphic of all the the, the lineup, the, the card for tomorrow night, it's like, 
like you just said, this is must see. Like you don't want to uh, miss out and watch it on the DVR the next day. You got to watch it live. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, and, man. And that's and, why uh, you, you, you know, you never know what kind of big match announcements we're going to have. And in particular, this Wednesday, the card is just stacked for tomorrow night. I think yeah. this, this show on TBS, it's one of the most exciting ones we've had in a long time. And we've been on a run of great shows and I can't wait for what's to come. You know, there's been so much excitement coming out of AEW full gear. Last week was the first time we've seen MJF appear on AEW Dynamite live as our world champion. And we know he's got a big match coming up next week. His first ever title defense as champion. He'll be defending the championship against Ricky Starks. That's going to be a huge match mm-hmm. and winner is coming. And they're both going to be here at Dynamite this week. And Ricky Starks is involved in this Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. There's going to be some great participants in it. And I'm telling you right now, uh, I can't wait. Ricky Starks versus MJF. And potentially Ricky Starks could come out of this Battle Royal in line to challenge MJF for both the championship and the Diamond Ring. Yeah, that's ins- that's going to be insane. Um, and you talk about MJF coming up on, uh, you know, Wednesday night dynamite last week we saw MJF he uh debuted BBB his uh his new belt um but also in the same process took out the guy that helped him win the title uh Lord William Regal so do you have any updates because I mean last that we saw of Regal he was getting carted off in the ambulance do you have any updates yes. pertaining to Regal in the fallout from the attack by MJF yes uh we'll, you know we'll be updating the fans on his status on Wednesday Night Dynamite, and uh, absolutely, you know, very concerning uh, situation, and very much MJF showing his true colors that Lord Regal made a deal with the devil, and MJF uh, certainly lived up to his end of that deal, and now MJF, the world champion, will appear live on Dynamite. We will have an update on Lord Regal's condition, and, you know, it's a serious situation and it was uh, some very compelling wrestling television. Certainly Lord Regal's longtime protege, one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. Brian Danielson was beside himself and accompanied Lord Regal to the hospital and the ambulance. It was a really serious situation and uh, absolutely will address that on Dynamite. Do you think that uh, some of this uh, turmoil, we'll call it, that's going on behind the scenes with Blackpool, do you think that's going to get in Claudio's head against Jericho? I mean, Jericho's one of those guys where you can't give him an inch. I mean, if you give him an inch to manipulate, it's over. Do you think that that's, that's going to be in the back of Claudio's head going into this main event? That's definitely something to think about going into this big main event match. I do think that gives Chris potentially a psychological edge Now, it could also motivate Claudio going into the match. So I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to keep our eyes on tomorrow night on TBS on Wednesday Night Dynamite to see where Claudio's head's at going into this big championship match after such a traumatic week for the Blackpool Combat Club. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, speaking of traumatic week, it was a traumatic week for both of us. Uh, Titans lost and (laughs) Jaguars lost yesterday. Uh, uh, it was it was tough because I was sitting there watching the Jaguars game. And let me ask you this. What's going through your mind when you see your franchise quarterback take get hit with that gnarly tackle? And you're like, 
well, oh God, like that just happened. And then he comes trotting out like Trevor Lawrence does in the third quarter. But I mean, scary moment. That was a scary moment. Absolutely. Uh, we were concerned about him and, you know, thankfully he's going to be okay. And he was able to come out and he played hard in the second half, but yeah, we were very concerned for Trevor and, uh, you know, certainly I was holding my breath there going into halftime. For sure, because I, I kept seeing them just on Twitter just replaying that video of him just getting tackled. And I'm like, yeah, your your leg's not supposed to bend that way. Mm -mm. Um, and uh, I was like, you know, this is this is going to be that comeback story that I thought, okay, Trevor Lawrence is going to trot to the, the back. He's going to get extra. He's going to come back and win the game. But it was a tough one. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be an even tougher game come Sunday because the Titans are coming off of a, a very horrible performance in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, not so what hot. You, yeah, it, it was pretty brutal. What do you think is the key for the Jags to beating uh, Nashville or the Titans this weekend? I mean, the Titans have dropped now two straight. Jaguars are on the up and coming. I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence. You picked up Calvin Ridley right there before the the trade deadline. Um, you know what? What do you think in your mind is the way that the the Jaguars will beat the Titans come Sunday? Well, I think Calvin Ridley next year would be a big addition. Mm -hmm. Certainly this year. Uh, it's going to be a very tough game. It's always a really physical game when you play against the Tennessee Titans. And uh, we've had some good performances lately. I think uh, overall, most of the games this year have been very competitive for the Jags. Recently, we've put together some great wins. Uh, this week was pretty frustrating. I think it'll give us good motivation going into Sunday's game, which is a huge, huge game in Nashville. For sure, for sure. And you, you talk about coming off of a huge win. Like, I I uh, was super excited watching that uh, that Ravens game and then going for two and then being like, yep, we got it. Uh, talk about, I mean, were you on pins and needles that whole game uh, against the Ravens? It was tremendous. It was absolutely tremendous. What an amazing comeback. That is a historic win. It was the first time in the history of the Jaguars franchise that we'd come back that late in the game down a touchdown and to come back and win – and then, you know, go for two to win, to win the game. It was amazing. Yeah, that's just – that's one of those, like, Hollywood kind of endings, you know, just, oh, man, yeah. Well, we're not as uh, optimistic about this coming up game as we would have been at the beginning of as, the season. Um, it's and being a, a Titans homer, I would uh, I can go ahead and probably tell you that the Jaguars could probably beat the Titans. Actually, not probably. They, prob they, they will beat the Titans the way that we've been playing. Well, I, you know, I would love that. So, <laughs> yeah. As that a Titans fan, it hurt me to say that. But, uh, you know, yeah, it, yeah. like Eli said at the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, it's going to be easy for the Titans to just roll through the AFC South. And then you see Trevor Lawrence, the way he's come along. And, uh, of course, Peterson being there, who is the the quarterback whisperer. Um, you know, I, I look at this on paper and I'm like, yeah, we're not looking great for the it's Titans. It's not looking good for the Titans. <laughs> Well, it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be certainly a big end to what's going to be a big weekend for me. Oh, yeah. uh, and it'll be a very busy weekend, and I can't wait uh, for that game. It's good. It should be a great game. And a lot of big wrestling matches in between now and then, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is uh, is winter is coming? Is that next week, Tony, or is that two weeks from this week? Yes, it that is next week. week. That, that'll be eight days from now. That'll be <sighs> the following Wednesday. So uh, after tomorrow, then we'll be a week away from winter is coming. It's around the Dallas area. Mm -hmm. It'll be a great show. It's always one of our best TV events of the year. 
And this week, leading into Winter is Coming, has potential to also be one of the best shows of the year. Whenever we go to that building around Austin, Texas, it's in Cedar Park. Those are great fans. And we've had a great history of uh, some really great shows around there. And speaking of great fans, I know, Tim, you, you're based out of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Next year, we'll definitely be getting back to Nashville where yes. we have great fans there. We had a great show earlier this year there and can't wait to go back to Nashville in 2023 for sure. Man, we are excited to hear that. I know my five-year-old's going to be all excited about that. I can't wait to get Liam to the wrestling matches. Your <laughs> son Liam is a big AEW fan and we want to have him at the show he is he is a very big aw fan i'm looking at some of the uh the action fi- the wrestling figures that he has and he's you know uh santa is going to be bringing a lot more aew wrestling figures to him this year uh, along with a couple other things but uh he, he's he's great he's loving wrestling but i, I kind of want to ask you this question because i know we don't want to take up too much of your time but what has been the highlight of 2022 for you in the world of professional wrestling I think launching a new event in Forbidden Door would probably be the the big highlight. You know, mm-hmm. we've had such a great year. We brought back events that have been great for us in the past. I thought Revolution started the year out on pay-per-view and lived up to the original, where it was arguably the best show of the year, mm-hmm. just like the original Revolution, and have had a great year since then. There's been a lot of injuries, frankly, some incidents along the way that have made it a complicated, challenging year. And uh, whether it was a a great double or nothing, having great matches at all out, and then full gear, I thought, was, again, possibly the best pay-per-view of the year, really maybe bookended the year with our strongest shows with Revolution and Full Gear. Both of them have always been great shows and lived up to it this year for sure. And I definitely thought with Forbidden Door launching, now we have a fifth pay-per-view event, and it was actually the most successful debut of any of our shows. We got this great partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So a lot of exciting things. So the launch of Forbidden Door was a, was a major thing. Uh, but really the whole year, it's been a great year. And uh, there's a lot to talk about now going into 2023. All the exciting things happening in AEW. But nobody's going to know what, what's happening in AEW going into 2023 if they don't watch the show tomorrow night. Because this week on Wednesday Night Dynamite, we're going to find out what's going to happen with the AEW World Tag Team Championship. What's going to happen with the TNT Championship and so much more going into winter is coming. It's a big, big week for pro wrestling. And we got all these great fans, including you, Tim, including you, Eli. And I just really appreciate you guys giving me this chance to talk about AEW on your show. And we appreciate you coming on. Anytime we can uh, have you on the show, it's always an honor. I was texting Eli, and I was like, "Hey, uh, I, I was like, I know I've got his number, but like, how do I text? How do I text the president, <laughs> the, the main guy of AEW? Like, hey, do you want to come yeah. and talk? I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, I was so nervous. I was like, is this okay to text this? Like, yeah. should I? How do I word this text message so I can text him and ask him if he wants to come <laughs> yeah. on the show? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was my pleasure, really, and thanks for asking me. I'm glad you did text me because this has been really a good conversation, and you know, you're the one that put it together. So, thanks for reaching out. I really appreciate it, and I've been I'm enjoying talking to you. And also, it's been a great opportunity in all these great markets where your show runs now to talk about all elite wrestling and the shows we're doing every Wednesday on TBS, including tomorrow night, and every Friday on TNT, and. You know, there's all these great wrestling fans all over the country. I think a lot of like-minded people, and we all kind of tend to find each other. 
So I'm sure a lot of these uh, like-minded fans have found your show and hopefully uh, I can help you do a good rating, do a good number, just like we are going to hopefully try to do tomorrow night mm-hmm. on TBS. Oh, you'll you'll have no worries about having your ratings pump tomorrow night yeah. on TBS. <laughs> ours, on the other hand, eh, it's ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to do my best to get uh, Hopefully I can help you juice this one up this week. Well, we appreciate that, Tony, so much for coming on the show. It's an honor to have you on, and we uh, look forward to having you in studio next time you're in Nashville for an AEW show. That. I would love that. It would be great to visit both you guys. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Eli. And yeah, I would love to visit you guys in Nashville and bring Liam some wrestling toys uh, firsthand next time I'm there. Oh, he Very will cool. lose Very his cool. mind. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Battleground Podcast. Make sure you give it five stars and a nice review. To stay up to date with the show, follow them at Battleground Podcast on Instagram. <laughs>